Youth ministry can be difficult, messy, and even awkward at times. This podcast is to help you embrace those moments better. Whether you're full-time, part-time, volunteer, or even a parent, we want to give practical tips to help unpack the weird and fringe moments dealing with youth. And now, here are your hosts for Embrace the Awkward podcast, DJ and Kyle. Welcome to episode number nine of the Embrace the Awkward podcast, where we have one goal in mind. And that is to win t-shirts that are custom designed by an Elvis impersonator from Tennessee. Kyle, how are you today? <laughs> good, good. So, I want to play a game with you, Kyle. You A couple episodes ago, you you were going to try and trick me with some words that uh, that have different meanings than maybe one would assume. And I did not. You were very successful. So, what can I say? Stop bragging. Uh, stop. <laughs> I'm, I'm bragging. I'm not telling you to stop bragging. So, so, what I want to do is I'm going to play a little game with you. This is called, is this a Taylor Swift lyric or Book of Lamentations? Okay. Um, so, are you a big Taylor Swift fan? Oh, I You're love Swifty. the T-Swizzle. You're Swifty? All right. You remember that video, the YouTube video, the T-Swizzle? She did like a rap video in like 2011. It was awful. Okay. So here's number one. Here's the line. Is this a Taylor Swift line or Book of Lamentations? Okay. She cries herself to sleep at night, tears soaking her pillow. Oh, that's that's Taylor Swift. That is Lamentations one two. What? In the message translation, of course. Oh. Now we're now we're adding different translations. Oh, that could be with a message translation, that could be anything. <laughs> so number two. Your knives and swords and weapons that you use against me. Uh I would also say Taylor Swift. That is Taylor Swift, yes. Okay. That is correct. I don't remember what song it was, but it's one where I bet there was people talking bad about her, so she sang about it. Mm, wow. That's that, only a few of them. Yeah, that's only a few of them. <laughs> we'll do okay. I apologize, Taylor Swift, if you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> Sponsor us. Um Taylor Swift sponsor the Embrace the Agri podcast sponsored, sponsored by, by Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. <laughs> I'm going to do two more because I think these are okay. good ones. So, so um, number three, I'll never forget the trouble, the poison I've swallowed. Read that one more time. I'll never forget the trouble, the poison I've swallowed. Lamentations? That is Lamentations. Oh. Yes, that is Lamentations. So how many does that mean that you've made, you've gotten here? I'm, only, I'm two out of three. Okay. So here we go. Last one. Okay. I have an excellent father. His strength is making me stronger. Lamentations. That is Taylor Swift. Ah. That is from the best day. And uh, you know what? I'm since we want we want to make it an even five here. So we'll just get, we'll see if you okay, can get one, one more. more. Last one. Last one. It is good for man to bear the yoke while he is still young. I would love to say, oh, that's lamentations, but that sounds like such a trick. It is good for man to bear the yoke while he is still young. Come on, man. I'm gonna have to say limitations, but I'm ninety percent sure it's it's uh Taylor Swift, but I have to go with my head versus my heart. Limitations. Limitations is the right answer. That's Woo. limitations three twelve. Man, I was like, come on, man. <laughs> Golly. So so Kyle, what are we after that awkward game, what are what are we what are we talking about today? Yeah, so here's uh, just an interesting one where <laughs> Embrace the Awkward Podcast. We want to talk about awkward things so you can handle awkward better. And I want to talk about spiritual growth, actually. Mm. It is a crucial factor in your longevity in youth ministry mm-hmm. or being a volunteer youth ministry or even being a good parent to pass on that spiritual knowledge to your children. Mm-hmm. But it's also overlooked, particularly in this day and age where everything is so busy. Mm-hmm. And we have stuff on top of stuff. And even if we have a pandemic that shuts things down, 
I feel, still felt busy. Oh maybe yeah, even more busy. I felt during, busier. Yeah, yeah, I definitely during felt this busier. pandemic. And I think there's, I mean, we've talked about this in, in, in further back episodes that sometimes there's an expectation from students or parents or whoever that since p- pastor is in your title or since you work in this role that you've kind of got it all figured out. Yes. And so it's so important to be able to um, get away. You know, I always say if Jesus took time to escape life and spend time with his father, uh, why shouldn't we? Right. Um, Yeah. So there's the normal advice as in, hey, you need a personal Bible study time, personal devotional time. You need prayer time like Jesus did, Mm -hmm. all that stuff. So that is definitely needed going to church, being part of a body believer, being part of a small group, holding each other accountable. All that, I would say, yes, definitely do that. But what are some ways um, that are a little bit more um, awkward, a little bit different, or if you're very busy, how can you grow spiritually without taking so much time away? Because I think sometimes people don't do these spiritual habits, even though they know they're important, just because they're so overwhelmed with responsibilities of work and family Mm -hmm. and and all that. So we're going to think outside the box and give some practical help uh, on this podcast on how to grow spiritually. Yeah, for sure. So I think this first one, Jesus definitely did this one on the daily. He listened to podcasts. <laughs> um, no, but I do think that, that listening to podcasts, there are some there are some awesome, awesome podcasts out there that aren't even just specifically youth ministry related. Yes. There are some awesome, incredible podcasts that are out there. There are awesome leadership pod. Like Carrie Newhoff is an awesome leadership podcast. Yeah. Um, there are some awesome ones just about life. There's all kinds of things that are on podcasts on all types of platforms. So, um, listen, if you have 15 minutes, that's enough time to listen to an episode, um, to take in that knowledge. So, if, I mean, if it's on your way to work, if you're listening at work, um, that's enough time that you have. Maybe you can be doing something else, but to listen and um, kind of do time with God maybe a, a little bit different way. Yeah, uh, definitely. Going with that, I would say... Um, there's now this audiobook craze that is happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, Audible, uh, I think it's audible.com, yeah. actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Amazon owns it. But you can now listen to almost any book, especially if they're newer, in an audio version of that. Right. So here's what's interesting. I, I looked this up. CEOs, like big, huge companies, Apple, Microsoft, all that, the average CEO reads 60 books a year. Now, I don't know how they have that time, but 60 books a year, that's five a month or just over one book a week. Wow. I'm happy if I read 12 books a year. Man. So a few years ago, I changed my habit because I wasn't the best reader. I have a, a slight form of dyslexia, so it was more of a struggle for reading it. But what I could do was digest the audiobooks way faster. So I listen about one to two audio, well, I would say two audiobooks a month now. Um, I On my way to work or I'm driving somewhere instead of the radio, I listen to audiobook or I now do my work at church in my office listening to audiobooks as well. So that's another way. And there's tons of great audiobooks to grow spiritually or leadership style wise or just in general mm-hmm. how to be a better person and a a person that you're more designed for uh, being used by God. There's right. tons of audiobooks on that. And if you, I mean, let's say you, I mean, you can obviously listen to like the Bible in an audiobook form, but I think another cool um, kind of version of that is if you haven't heard of Streetlights. Street 
and mm. we'll put this in the in the show notes. Yep. Um, and all the any maps or at maps apps maps. I said maps yeah. like three times. Any yeah. any apps that we mention or anything like that, of course, you can find those in the show notes. But Streetlights is basically um, an audio bible that's read by um, basically big name Christian rappers or or speakers um, over. Basic, like hip hop beats. Yeah. Um, it's really easy really to listen good. to. It's awesome. And so there have been times where I've even used that to walk through a chapter, like in like in a Wednesday night or Sunday morning. Like we'll play that, and I'll maybe play it a few times over just on repeat and say like, okay, what were some things that stuck out? Um, yeah. And even the Bible app, the U version Bible app, has an audio version mm-hmm. where you can you can re- listen to the Bible easily in just a couple months just by just hitting the button and says okay i'm going to listen to this bible now it's going to be interesting with some of those names in the old testament (laughs) but you can do it uh so here's a a outside the box idea that was a challenge to me a few years ago it's called a 24-hour positive challenge or a positive retreat basically for 24 hours and it can't be where you're alone but you have to be with other people a normal day like you go to work you have to be completely positive on everything you think and say. Mm -hmm. Like you can't complain about once, you can't ask a question, you can't have a positive tone, but really a negative comment. Right, like, yay, my bills came today. (laughs) Right, that's fake, (laughs) but it's really hard. In fact, it was impossible for me to get to that point. And the whole point is to learn to be a little bit more thankful Mm. and seeing that maybe there's things in this life that are not as negative as if, we first thought about them. Mm-hmm. So 24-hour positive challenge. Um, be basically thankful for what you have. Yeah. And if it's negative, you just don't deal with it that day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other thing is scripture memory. <clears throat> so scripture memory is always very important. There's probably 10 verses that I think every believer should have, and, and we might do a podcast just about that. Mm-hmm. But one thing that is difficult is Scripture memory is kind of a lost art or a skill set in the Christian community nowadays. So here's how here's some ways on to help you with your scripture memory. Because when you memorize a scripture, no matter where you go, if you can connect with that scripture and say that scripture out loud or encourage that uh, someone else with that scripture, and you don't have to look it up, that makes it so much easier. So I would say find some scripture verses that you want to memorize and. Print it out and put it on your bathroom wall. You will see it two to three times a day. Oh, yeah. Right on your mirror or wherever else you see. I wouldn't put it in the shower because that doesn't necessarily work. (laughs) But as soon as you see yourself in the mirror getting ready in the morning, you see that scripture verse. It's going to remind you. You say it two, three times out loud. That's going to help you. I guarantee it. Oh, yeah. In fact, I remember when I was a kid, I had a bunk bed. And on the, and I slept oh, on the yeah. bottom bunk, and on the, and the, on the ceiling of it, it had like some wires on it. You could stick stuff kind of up there. Yep. And I would like put my study guides for tests up there the night before, and so I would just lay in bed, which was not a good habit, I should say. Just lay in <laughs> bed and try to study for a science test. That um, college students, that's a great tip. It's a great tip. Yeah, but uh, yeah, tape it to the ceiling, um, like places that you're gonna see, you know, somewhere like. Um, you know, even if you put it on your horn in the morning on your car, <laughs> yeah. but like somewhere that you're going to read it. I mean, if maybe that's the first thing you want to do when you get in your car in the morning is say is read it and they go, OK, now I can, you know, yep. tape this somewhere else. Um, yep. But yeah, for sure. Totally. <clears throat> I think another awesome thing to do. Um, so I'll, I'll kind of have two parts to this, but one is to get outside. Um, I think that there's an expectation sometimes or, or what I call um, like a, a hallmark kind of moment that we have in our heads of what 
um, like quiet time spiritual growth should look like. Oh, okay. Um, and so, you know, in a Hallmark movie, um, like everything's great, but then all of a sudden something's wrong and you go to this small town where your parents have their farm and they don't have enough help and you're going to help them for the holiday season, but Josh is there and you guys are flirty, but you're too busy for love. And so you <laughs> go back to California, but you forget your wallet on the cab ride back. So you go back and Josh is there, but this time he has a puppy and you fall madly in love and you get married and it's a perfect story. <laughs> and all this wraps up in 120 minutes, commercials included, like everything's good. And yep. we have, sometimes we have this hallmark picture in our mind of like mm. our quiet time should be like we understand everything we read. Um, we like it's life changing every yeah. time. Oh yeah! If there's any sin that we might be struggling with, if like we defeat it and we never have, yeah, we never it's go eliminated back to it. by it's just reading the Bible. Never yeah, yeah. tempted again. I mean, it's all gone. <laughs> and if there is the slight chance we don't understand something, um, we go, God, will you please reveal this to me? It's like boom, yes. revelation. Yep. I mean, instantly. Yep. Um, and that's just not the reality of it. And so, um, I think something you can do is that that I enjoy it for sure is is getting outside. And one of my big things this last year was um, fishing. Okay. Um, and so I know I'm saying this as a Kansas boy, <laughs> but fishing was a huge way for me to get outside and not have to think about a lot. And I had some of the best conversations I think I've ever had with God um, while fishing. And, you know, even on the days when I didn't catch any fish, um, just being outside and looking around and being like, man, God, everything I see right now that I enjoy, you created with me in mind. Like all of these, the scenery that's so beautiful that I love to look at, you created this and thought someday DJ's going to love this. Mm. Um, and I mean, I had some great conversations. You know what? You can even take that a step further. Maybe it's, maybe you want to do a mini retreat. Like um, Airbnb is an awesome tool yep. to be able to find, you know, just a little cabin somewhere. Um, plan a day and, and, and take, you know, an evening or an overnight, you know, a fast for a, for a 24 hour period or, um, you know, go for, for a day, rent a cabin, um, hotel room, whatever, and just camp outside and just unplug, get away from your phone, get away from your laptop. Um, especially like my laptop, I do everything on it, including my ministry work. And so it's very easy for me to slip back into yes. doing work. Um, but maybe it's time for, for a mini retreat and just take some time being in like authentic, passionate prayer and just spending some time away from the rest of the world. Um, and just spending time in prayer. And this is where you and I might differ because I totally agree with that. I think that would be awesome. Uh, me going to a cabin <laughs> with no Wi-Fi, fishing all day, and hiking all that <laughs> does not sound fun. It sounds like a drain. And maybe I'm uh, just one of those weirdos that if I'm going to go camping, I'd rather have uh, you know, in an RV or in a hotel. <laughs> That's right. my camping. And, and to say that, and you know, to that point, maybe that maybe your fishing is video games. Yes. Or maybe your fishing is playing, is going to putt-putt. I don't or know. watching a movie. Exactly. Maybe that's your fishing. Whatever it is, as long as it's a place where you can yes. relax your mind and, and spend time with God, like, that's what's important. So as part of my kind of seminary degree, um, I was challenged to go away for 24 hours. And I was told, like, you need to get in a cabin in the woods and all that. But my degree, and it's kind of work on my degree in this, doing homework and all that, I needed Wi-Fi. So it didn't really work. So my wife and I came up with this idea is I rented a hotel room in town. It was just three blocks from my house or whatever. Um, and it, for basically 18 hours, 
I was by myself, and I had uh, huge notepads all over the hotel wall. I used Wi-Fi to do some research and watch uh, videos based on my message, and I just worked and prayed and just relaxed for 24 hours. I didn't do anything else but this particular project. And then at the end of it, my wife and my two kids joined me, and there was a pool. And so we went swimming mm-hmm. that evening, and, um, and and then I went home. And it was just wonderful just because my kids got a chance to be in a pool. I don't live in a house that has yeah. a pool. Um, <laughs> and being in a hotel worked. But I would also say it's probably just as enjoyable to get away for 24 hours no matter where you go. Yeah, for sure. Uh, here's the other thing that I would say is, is a little bit different. If you want to really grow your faith, go out to lunch with someone who believes differently than you do. Mm. And ask questions. Yeah. Hopefully, you have some kind of relationship with them a friend, a coworker, right, whatever. Don't just pick someone off the street and be <laughs> yeah. like, hey, are you an atheist? Right. Okay, let's go to lunch. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be completely like an atheist, although that's really good. Right. But maybe they just worship God differently. Maybe right. they're more charismatic or yeah. more traditional than you are. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they go to a different denomination um, and you just ask questions. It has strengthened my faith so much when I see that, oh, this is why you believe this way, or this is why right. you practice your faith this way. Um, and sometimes just over lunch. Yeah. And it and might it might cost you, you know, twenty bucks, but it's definitely worth it. Totally. And when I was when I was in college, um, there were lots of people that that I hung around that were um in the LGBTQ plus community. Um and there were Oftentimes, I would say, hey, let's go grab coffee or something because they were my friends, genuinely. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would, you know, I didn't go and do this with a goal in mind or like with, they, they weren't my mission. Um, I was just, I just asked, so tell me about your experience with the church or tell me about your experience with God. Um, like I, I didn't go in there and try to say, you know, try to shove Jesus down their throat or give them this big life change or whatever. I just wanted to enter into their experience. Um, and that was so beneficial. So yeah, maybe not on that big of a scale or with somebody, you know, who believes completely different than you, but having those conversations can be so, so, so beneficial. Um, you know, lunch, coffee, um, whatever. Yeah. I, I think for sure. Yeah. Sometimes we get in, we get stuck into our own lane or our own way of doing things and we don't realize just how big God is Mm -hmm. and how wide variety of people worship him in a different way. Right. Um, and that could actually in- strengthen our Christian community rather than, you know, threaten it. Right. Cause a lot of times we get caught up in the, in like, well, you worship different from me and you're not really worshiping. I think is really big in churches today. Yeah. And there's just a disconnect. There's not a communication. And if we can minimize that gap or, or add some, some information to that disconnect, I think that can yeah. make for really powerful ministry. Worship style is very divisive in churches and it doesn't have to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, right. Another thing I would say is journaling is very good spiritual practice, and so you might are ve- you might be very good at journaling, and you like handwritten uh, notes, and you have a notebook or maybe twenty notebooks over the years because you journal that. That's not me. I'm not a very good handwriting person. Mm. So what I do is I actually have an email account um, that I type up emails every now and then, and that's my journal. So I email it to this account. I'm the only one who have access to it, huh. but it keeps track of when I emailed it. And so some big thing happened, whether it's good or bad in my life, I would say, and I don't write dear diary or anything like that. <laughs> I, I sometimes say, hey, what's up? Here's what happened. And I send an email to it. 
And uh, just this past year uh, over COVID, I had a chance to go into that email and I looked at some big moments in my life and where I was spiritually. Wow. So, and it's cool. free. Just, you know, you yeah. can just find a Gmail account, create a, uh, an email, and then you're good to go. And guess the part, guess the best part is no one can read it, mm-hmm. and I never can need to lose it or be able to lose it because it's always there. Right. Yeah. You just have to remember the password. That's the that's the trick right there is remembering the password. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> I think another great idea that can really make the Bible come alive for you um, is so we read the Bible and we picture it as this old thing that happened, you know, two thousand years ago and and plus. Um, but like if you put your name in a Bible verse or you you really try to work with this mindset of like personalize it, personalize it, like ah, it's talking yeah. to you, um, boy, that can be really powerful. Um, like, you know, um, I I just I've I've gotten chills before reading and thinking about, you know, Jesus baptism story that the skies open up and God says, this is my son with who I love and I'm well pleased. Okay. Um, and, you know, to think about like, I'm going to hear that someday. Like to hear like Jesus or God, Jesus talking to me and saying, this is my son whom I love and with him I'm well pleased. Like, oh man. Or like, you know, finishing the race, you finished well. These things like, you know, putting yourself in these stories, um, that can be so cool. Like an imaginative prayer, imaginative Bible reading and and personalizing the story. Um, I taught a lesson in my youth group this last year um, where I read through chapters one through three in Genesis and with each couple words, or sometimes the full verse, uh, sentence, or whatever, I would just close my eyes and spend a couple minutes just thinking about, like, what would it look like if I was there? And I wrote it down. It's a whole, it's like a, it's like a 10, 12-page story at this yeah. point. Um, and I, the, basically, the whole lesson was I let kids spread out everywhere. People were laying on the floor. There was a kid laying at my feet on the stage. Somebody was, like, just sitting on the drum set, like, leaned back against the <laughs> wall. They, I said, you can go anywhere you want, but we're going to turn off the lights. And, and I said, don't fall asleep on me because this is going to be cool. Yeah. Um, but it was – I had kids come up and say, like, I've never thought about the Bible coming alive, like, in my eyes. Yeah. Um, and that imaginative – you putting yourself – or a student putting themselves in that, but specifically you putting yourself in that story can be really, really powerful. And – Something similar with that is uh, something that I learned just a few years ago um, from a, a good friend of mine, Russ Clausen. Uh, so he works in helping other youth workers in wide variety of different areas. Lecto Divina, um, and it's Latin. Uh, it's not Spanish that I originally thought it was. It's actually <laughs> Latin. And it's a type of kind of scripture um, study. So basically, you read it, you read the scripture passage out loud three times, slowly um, and very thoughtfully, and then you kind of discuss it. But this reading of three times allows you to realize that there might be different emphasis on a different word or something stands out to you the second time versus the third time. And so this was just, uh, uh, I would say, look it up, Lecto Divina, and it's all over Google, you can kind of uh, get your own <laughs> scripture passages and all that. But it was just another way of reading or studying or seeing the scripture in a different light, mm-hmm. which is sometimes very good for you to kind of digest that. Because the ultimate thing that you need to know is that you need to continually to grow spiritually if you're going to be in ministry. Mm-hmm. That you should be closer or feel closer to God in your 10th year than you did in your first year. Yeah. 
And there needs to be habits or spiritual practices that you need to learn what works best for you so you can grow spiritually. Because if you have nothing left in year 10 and you're pouring out nothing, then it's not going to work. You're not going to be any good to the students, to the church, to your family, or anything like that. Yeah. And can I just say, um, these things, if you haven't done them before or if you haven't um, experienced one of these areas that we've talked about today, um, it's not going to might not feel like it's your preference right away. In fact, some of these will be really awkward yeah. right away. Um, like, you know, I remember the first time I did Lectio Divina was at a high school camp uh, as a student, and I was like, this is so boring. This is so dumb. It's like, such a waste. I don't understand what I'm doing <laughs> right now. Like, all I want to do is talk to girls. Um, and, I mean, that's just the reality of it, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, but, you know, looking back on it now and seeing where I am, like, I, I enjoy those moments where I can sit and say, wow, that word really stuck out to me. And so these things might feel awkward at first. It might feel awkward to say, I am growing my relationship with God just by getting outside. Or I am, I am growing my relationship by listening to a podcast or whatever. And I would say spiritual growth is awkward most times. Yep. I, I would say if you haven't felt awkward or challenged or it's a little bit different or there's a frustration, then you're not really growing spiritually mm-hmm. because it's too easy. Yep. Just like if you're going to work out and you're going to lift weights, you're actually tearing your muscles a little bit and and your muscles are growing because they heal back stronger. Mm-hmm. It's very similar to your spiritual growth that there needs to be a chance where you're stretching yourself or you're getting, you're putting yourself in awkward moments, or you're making yourself more vulnerable to either you or God or others, and you need to a point where you need to embrace that awkward and realize that spiritual growth is a crucial factor for longevity and healthy ministry. Yeah, it is a crucial factor, and that's why we are so passionate about this topic here at the Embrace the Awkward podcast, because it is so important for your ministry, for the next generation. It's so important to be in a passionate relationship with Jesus, and so uh, we hope you got something from this episode today that you can use. Uh, what's a way that you maybe um, have experienced God in a different way? Um, let us know about it. But remember, um, last week on our episode, we started a contest. And what's our contest, Kyle? Yeah, we our last one, episode nine, we, t- we talked, um, or actually episode eight, Yeah, we talked all about weird stuff that youth workers do outside of their normal job description. Right. And so we want to hear the funniest stories, or the weirdest things you were asked or told to do outside of your job description. Right. And so the winner, we're going to pick two winners on the next episode. Yep. And those winners will get some awesome Embrace the Awkward podcast gear, T-shirts custom designed by an Elvis impersonator from Tennessee. Neon in the front. Neon in the front, transparent in the back back with tinfoil sleeve tips. Not fry tips, but sleeve tips. So, (laughs) well, hey, we're so glad that you joined us today. Um, Thanks for joining us. And thanks for being our friend. We'll see you next time.